0: Steel Curtain Network
1: pittsburgh steeler fans it is time once again for another episode of the steelers week that was my name is brian anthony davis
2: and i'm dave schofield and the triumphant not we're not a no, dynamic duo that's what it is i almost was thinking we were thursday night the diane dynamic duo was back Brian, I was by myself last week, it, 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 was, it, it was there, I held it down, but it just wasn't the same without you, buddy. Well, I
1: appreciate that, and I thank you for uh, giving me some time off on some of the weekends. Uh, everybody's working for the weekend, and sometimes I do that too, and want to just uh, indulge in family time and fun time.
2: Yeah, and and that's, that's really what it's all about, but uh, we're both here, we're, we can get this done this week. So let's dive into the week that was.
1: Yeah, uh, we, you know what? Yeah. No OTAs for us, but <laughs> for the Steelers, and we're gonna be talking about that. So let's do it, my man.
2: All right. So of course we got to start on Sunday, last Sunday. That's that's what we do every week here. Uh, there was a report of the Steelers working out. Oh, another XFL player from from the Guardians, a defensive end, Stansley, Mac. Bonga. okay I, maybe i got that one right i have no idea
1: ponga, okay
2: uh nothing materialized in that this week but uh anything you want to say about that one
1: yeah work out everybody i tell you don't let any xfl stone unturned even dwayne the rock johnson bring him in
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know what the steelers i, I assume defensive end there that that was edge rusher and not defensive lineman I, I, that's one thing that bothers me with that position. Because of the Steelers running a 4-3, you never really know when they say they're a defensive end which one they would be. I, I, I wish they could just get it all straight. But uh, if not, then what else would I um, look up during my you know three seconds of spare time I have each day uh, to figure out what position these players are, are, are doing? But that was really it from Sunday. But Monday, the Steelers are continuing to shape the roster. And this one was interesting because – the Steelers were at 89 players, so they still had another one to get to 90. So they added another player, and dropped three. So it's like, okay, there must be a reason here. But the Steelers added linebacker. I'll, I'm I'm going to mess this one up. Toby and Dukeway. I think I got it right.
1: Yeah, I
2: like um, it. That, that's who they added. He was a player that they had had in um for the rookie, uh, mini camp. I'll be honest with you, Brian. I tried to do a, 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 an undrafted rookie free agent profile on him. There was nothing. There was no video. There was no, there, there was no, no, I could find stats. I couldn't find any breakdown on him. But hey, he, the Steelers saw him. They liked him. But at the same time, they released Tay Crowder, Ameke, Egbule, and running back, Master Teague.
1: And we really thought that they were going to do, be doing something with one. Tay Crowder and Master Teague. We thought they were both going to have a chance. Master Teague was hurt early on in training camp last year, never got a chance to shine, won't get a chance to shine again until they bring him back.
2: Yeah, and to me, I was bringing up Tay Crowder because he was such a mystery, because he was on the Steelers' 53-man roster at the end of last season, was there for the last two weeks, was inactive both games, and that just could have been, you know, he wasn't acclimated enough. So I didn't know maybe the Steelers saw something there that they were interested, or maybe they didn't. Well, guess what? We didn't even have to wait till training camp. We found out they didn't. So that's what it was. Moving on. There was some news that I, I found impressive, and I was very grateful to hear this. But this came uh, on Monday from the Pro Football Writers of America They, they named three people that received the 2023 MPFW, why did that come up with an M? Sorry. Let me get it there. Start over. You want to know why I said M? Because the last name of all three of these guys starts with an M. Let's do this again. 2023 PFWA Dr. Z Award. This is for uh, recognizing coaches, of their career that were longtime assistants, not head coaches, and giving them an award. One of them, well, I'll just say that was Wink Martindale, Bob McKittrick, and most importantly, the recently retired John Mitchell.
1: Bob McKittrick is deceased, so he gets this posthumously. We know that Wink Martindale is now with Giants. It's a fantastic award. This needs so much more publicity. I love this. Dr. Z, of course, Paul Zimmerman, if you're a fan of Sports Illustrated in the 80s and 90s, you knew who Dr. Z was. He did the all-Dr. Z team for football. He was a big football guy. Love this award. Fantastic.
2: Yeah, so congratulations to Coach Mitchell. He was honestly, he was one of those forgotten coaches by the fans. He was never front and center of someone that was that the Steelers fans could really see or hear from very often. I mean, he was the assistant head coach. When he stepped back a little bit, it was to no longer be a specific position coach and just be the assistant head coach. He was so respected by those players uh, with with Pittsburgh over the years. Uh, Coach Mitch, enjoy retirement. You deserved it. 29 years, I believe it was, with the Steelers? Absolutely. Yeah, so... Kind of hard to move on from that because I could talk about Coach Mitchell for a long time. But uh, there was also the, do you call it the owners meetings or the league meeting? What, What do you affectionately call when they get together and talk about these rules and stuff?
1: I, I think it is officially the league meeting. I call it the owner's meeting.
2: Yeah, because that's what they used to call it all the time. But they had some things there. I did multiple articles on this. I did an article that summed up everything from the first day. Uh, and then also something that, that happened the next day on Tuesday. But just to just to highlight a couple of them, the third quarterback rule, it's coming back. The third quarterback dresses, but technically is on the inactive list. They have to be on the 53-man roster. And they can only come in if both quarterbacks are out of the game due to injury or technically disqualification.
1: Yeah, I really love this role. And by the way, this is why Mason Rudolph is back in Pittsburgh, I truly believe. This role needed to happen. That NFC Championship game was a joke. It, it, was, it was terrible how that played out.
2: The big question I have about that is – is it going to go away because they want something else before it actually comes up again in 20 years cuz my goodness this it just i think it only ever happened one time when they had it before uh and that's why they took it away but then when it happens in a really big game you had a feeling it was coming back
1: yep absolutely and i, I really think that you know we've we've uh really haven't seen it with the steelers but you always get worried when you see uh, when you see a backup in there and especially if one guy gets hurt, you know, the defense is coming, you know, they're, they're coming after you and they're definitely going to try to scare your backup quarterback more. If he gets hurt, what are you going to do?
2: And usually teams are going to be in a rough spot to win with their third quarterback. I think the Steelers have one of the better situations if that were to happen, but that's my own personal opinion. But, at the same time, even, even a player that I've never heard of that's in a quarterback in the NFC Championship game would have been better than seeing Brock Purdy only be able to hand off the ball or Christian McCaffrey trying to throw it deep. So, for that reason, you know, trying to make the best product you can. That's why they figured no harm, no foul with that one, really. Yeah. One that I think is harm and is foul is flexing Thursday night football. Now, it's a very small window, very stringent requirements, uh, things of that nature. Roger Goodell says, I, I don't even think it'll happen. But you they're leaving the possibility open in case there's just a real potential dud on the schedule. But they'd have to know about it a month in advance. They'd only have a certain amount of games they could, they could flex in. But... Still, the whole idea of it sounds terrible. To quote Screech
1: from Saved by the Bell, the uh, the uh infamous Lisa Turtle fashion show episode, <laughs> I hate it. And that's yeah. all I have to say about this. So yeah, mean, This is terrible. At least the Steelers were one of the teams, one of the eight teams to vote against it. Yeah, they did. They
2: voted against it. And the Steelers cannot be flexed into another Thursday game because they already have to. The only thing that could happen is they could be flexed out, but... Why would you not have the Steelers on Thursday night football? They could be oh, and what week is that they're playing the Patriots? They could, they, they would be what, like 0 oh, and 14 or 0 oh, and 13 going into the game. I'm and Steelers that. fans are going to watch, you know, they're not moving that one. That's not going to happen. They're not going to be whenever I, I would, I, I would take that bet that the Steelers are not going to be oh, and whatever at that point in yeah. the season. But ultimately, they're not flexing the Steelers out of there because. Anytime someone can get the Steelers on their network in a prime game, they're going to take it because that's the kind of fan base they have. And they also are a type of fan base that should be able to have their city host the NFL draft, but that's not happening anytime soon because the 2025 draft, which will come obviously after the 2024 draft in Detroit, the 2025 draft will be in Green Bay.
1: Okay, this is actually fantastic news for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And let me tell you why. I know you said it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. But for me, if Green Bay is able to handle the hotel rooms to host this event, Pittsburgh definitely can. And Green Bay is a classic football city. They're going to want to put it in Pittsburgh. So based on this, this opens the door for Pittsburgh. I love it.
2: Yeah, and that's that's one of those things that you have to look at because it's a little bit more difficult when it comes to the Super Bowl, because the Super Bowl 60 that was just awarded to. I'm sorry, I can't say that it's San Francisco. It's going to Levi Stadium. It's my goodness, it's 40 miles from San Francisco, is where the stadium is. So, but that's where it is. It's a newer stadium. Apparently, 40 miles outside of San Francisco. It still has enough hotel rooms and everything. So <laughs> that's just how how we've got it. What what do you think of the Super Bowl 60? So not XL, we're talking Super Bowl LX going to the Bay Area. I don't care. Yeah, you know what?
1: I love West Coast Super Bowls because there's more light in the game.
2: Yeah, I mean that 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 simply is what's going on. I'll be honest, yeah. I I like dark Super Bowls, but that's just me. Um but really the lighting is probably one of my least concerns when it comes to Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I,
1: I, I like it, though. I, I like the light.
2: Yeah. Well, my, my other thing is, did, well, did you see Super Bowl 40 was on this week? It was on at least once on NFL Network. And I, I of course, watched um, some of the best parts of it. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't care about the lighting. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, I... It is. Uh, I I, I hate them Super Bowls.
2: Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I hate Super Bowls that don't have the Steelers. So I think that's terrible. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right. So to finish out, what is this? We're still on Monday, right? Uh, This was one that I put out there for the rest of the staff at at, uh, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. So you can check it out. And that was former first-round draft pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Artie Burns, Free agent, not anymore. He's going back to Seattle on a one-year deal. Hey,
1: I tell you what, he's resilient. He's sticking around. He's getting a payday. The guy's putting together a nice career for not being that good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for him. I know he came from a tough situation, really liked, really liked the guy and what he was doing for his family and everything. It just didn't work out for the Steelers uh, with everything. So let's move on to Tuesday. Steelers had another player visiting. This was Marcus Golden, outside linebacker. Let's not talk too much about this now. We'll hold that one off for a little bit. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's the fact that they continue to open the door and bring guys in. And that's a good thing because when you brought in the guy from the Jets last week, you know, everybody thought he was going to be signed. They even thought he was going to be signed on monday when they made all those cuts and the fact that uh they are not just uh jumping the gun and going to go ahead and sign a guy they are looking around they're bringing guys in this is something that did not happen before so that's why this is good news
2: yeah so we'll we'll get to that more because we don't want to jump the gun too much you know they got a visit then the question is how that follows up. But uh, there was another another rule that came out from owners' meetings. Some people are really upset about this one. Frankly, I'm fine with it. And that is, if the receiving team on a kickoff decides to take a decides to do a fair catch inside their own twenty five yard line, the ball comes out to the twenty five yard line just like it was a touchback. What this is doing is it's is it's taking. To where the kickoff team would be able to force you to return the ball. Now it's no longer in their hands. It's now back into the receiving team's hands if they choose to return the ball or not. I know a lot of people don't like it. I'm fine with it. What, what do you think they're bad?
1: Just get rid of the kickoff already. That's what it's leading to.
2: No, they're not getting rid of the kickoff. No, they I'm can't do it. They can't. You know why? Because they won't get rid of the onside kick. They have to leave that element of the game that the team that just scored has a chance to get the ball back and win the game. If the if the team just if the ball just automatically goes to the other team after a score, then where's the drama? Where's the drama? And then people still want the fourth and 20. I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah, so the only they- reason they still have the kickoff is because of the onside kick. I kind of like the 4th
1: and 20 thing, (laughs) to to be honest with you, But until the Steelers get burned with it. But, you know, why don't you just go ahead and put everybody on the kickoff team in those Bud Light sumo wrestler uh, plastic outfits? Because that's what this is coming to. I mean, we're just, I mean, really, at this point, the safety of the game is one thing, but my gosh, come on.
2: See, and now if you're saying 4th and 20, I would much rather see a fourth and two on your own three-yard line. <laughs> yeah. Don't build oh it up. It up for I love that. Yeah. I love you only get two yards to keep the ball, but if you don't get it, the other team's got it inside your five. I love And that's that. why teams wouldn't go for it otherwise. Because, I mean, think about it. When they did that fourth, it was it fourth and 20, fourth and 15. They did it in the Pro Bowl back when they played that one year. They went for it every time. No one, No one kicked it off. They went for that every time. So just, just to do it because it was a game that they didn't care about, but that whole getting rid of the kickoff. Can't do it now. So I I understand. And people are like, Oh, there, it's all about player safety. They'll do any player safety. They can, that doesn't affect their bottom line. They've already said that they don't care about safety when it affects the bottom line, when it comes to Thursday night football, that's already been established, but if you're talking about player safety, that doesn't cost the NFL money. They will definitely try to implement that. And what single play has more concussions than any other play in football? The kickoff. Yep. That's why. So yeah. there's a reasoning behind it, whether you like it or not. So I'm sorry. We're spending a lot of time on this, but but, but I've got to ask you this. i got to ask you this. I think they've been trying to, How do I say it? This is all about wanting teams to not want to return the ball. They want that. That's why they want to make it easier to kick it into the end zone. They're wanting kickoffs to not occur. They're wanting teams to be incentivized by not doing a return. Because to me, almost it, it felt this way that more often than not, if a team could have taken a touchback and they chose to run the ball out. You would see a flag for the most tickiest, tackiest thing that you could have to to be like, oh, no, if we try to take it out and then there's a penalty, we're pinned really deep. And it seemed like they were more anxious to call penalties on kick returns than anything else to try to just keep teams from wanting to even bother. That's the conspiracy theorist to me. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but I just felt that that was one of those that gets there. You could tell me how I'm foolish, bad.
1: No, I, I don't think you're foolish at all. I mean, I think there's a lot of conspiracy theories. I really <laughs> feel that if you go ahead and look back at the whole the the whole pass interference uh, review thing, that yeah. they they botched. You know why? Because it didn't matter whether they looked at it or not, whether it was a good play, they didn't overturn stuff to almost protect the refs.
2: Yeah, and and I'll go. Well, they did that after the refs got lambasted for overturning that one again with Pittsburgh and Seattle, which was a terrible overturn. It would have been a bad call if they would have called it live. The fact they overturned it would made it even worse. But to me, I always say, if you, if any time a review goes to New York and it's really close you can almost guarantee that the ruling will go in favor of keeping the game as competitive as possible yep I to keep quote the team you on that. from 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 getting too much of an advantage of too much of a lead or if a team's down by a bunch it'll help them help them have a better chance to come back that's what you're going to get when it goes to new york that's just my opinion. I know what most of you are probably thinking about me because I said that. You are with all due respect, dumb. And that's okay because that's just uh, that that's just one of those ones that I'll I'll continue to say. Let's get back on track here, bad. Uh how about Aaron Rodgers favoring his ankle coming off to the side during their OTAs up in Jetland?
1: All I'm going to say is this just seems like some kind of weird cosmic karma thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just you know, I snickered at this. I don't off like,
2: season champs. No, sorry, <laughs> I don't
1: like anybody getting
2: hurt. But I snickered at this. Yeah, that that that's just one one of those things. Or do, do you think he really was hurt, or just guy, guys like Aaron Rodgers don't want to be out there during OTAs anyway? Yeah. Uh But speaking of OTAs, Tuesday was the day it started for the Steelers.
0: Yay!
2: Yay! That's all I've got to say. And we talked about it on Thursday on the preview about football and shorts. Football and shorts is better than no shorts, and football and shorts has to happen before you can get to football on pads. So that's why I say bring on football and shorts. Um, there were some various uh quotes afterwards, like Channing Sullivan was said that he, he got to play with the ones at nickel. Um uh, Kenny Pickett comes in at like 13 pounds heavier, according to him. Kevin Dodson talked about the the additions of of the other guys at guard. Anything about that you want to you want to hit on or
1: the Shannon Sullivan thing? I think it's great. Now's the time to make sure everything works out. You know, try him, see if he's good. If not, don't keep him. Kenny Pickett. This guy is going for it. He look, he's already won over Ben Roethlisberger now, so now he's going to try to win over everybody else. I, I think this guy is in it to win it. And Kevin Dotson, yeah, you're you're feeling footsteps. You know, you're hearing footsteps. Excuse me. You know, when you heard that Samalu was signed and nobody called you, yeah, I mean,
2: you have something to worry about. Yeah, you you, you made me remember of a of a classic Three Stooges episode. Shh quiet. I hear footprints. Uh, <laughs> footprints. <laughs> you got to love it. Um, we're halfway through the week. So guess what? Now it's time to take a break. So if you're, I was going to say, if you're, if you're here with this live, but no one's here with this live bad, it's just you and me. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: All right, Steelers fans, here we go. Rolling through the week that was. We are now up to hump day on Wednesday. Um, I'm sorry. That commercial never gets old, even though it's really old now, isn't it?
1: What was it? Mike, 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 Mike. Mike, you know, there's like mm-hmm. it was hump day, Mike. I now I gotta YouTube yeah. the commercial. Well, with it with the camel.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I I still, I mean, is the caveman even still around from those commercials? I, those they, were they bad. I some.
1: I didn't like the caveman one. Yeah, but so, that uh, hey, that's
2: all right. They even what?
1: tried ABC. Even tried a caveman sitcom.
2: Oh, it, it yeah. I was like, it did not I don't think it. so. So all right, let's roll into Wednesday now. I don't think this happened on Wednesday, but the Pittsburgh Steelers on Wednesday put out a congratulations to James Daniels uh, from his wedding. I'm not sure exactly when it had happened. It was a picture of him and his new wife. Congratulations to the Daniels. I mean, if he got married on Wednesday during OTAs, that's all right. But uh, whenever the, the ceremony actually occurred, congratulations.
1: I think that would have been great if he did do it during OTAs. So congratulations to Mr. And Mrs. 78. Yes. And that's,
2: yeah, that's right. 70, yeah. 78. Okay. Very good. Of, of course, if there's a, not a Jersey number, you're going to know it. How many 78 jerseys do you have now? Oh, I only have
1: Villanueva, but I would like to have, uh, I would definitely like to have a James Daniels one, but I'm going to start clearing out because yeah. I'm going to start giving, I'm going to start giving some to my nephew.
2: Yeah, Mo, my question is, is there a Steelers jersey you wouldn't get? One, other than Mike Mitchell?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the one Jeff always accuses me of having, and I did not did not have a Mike Mitchell. Um yeah. I I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna go back about ten years and get an Hebron Fangupo number ninety-two jersey. Um or anything like that. Yeah, really no. I mean I'm probably not getting a Dan Sepulveda. I'm not getting a Jordan Berry. I would actually do that just to you know tick off Jeff. Actually, I would buy it for Jeff first, but he would never wear it. He's never worn my Mason Rudolph jersey. I bought him. Oh yeah. I think it, he just started wear, wearing the Kenny Pickett when I bought him.
2: I I got him a Mason Rudolph signed football. <laughs> I did. Um. I would say this. I did see in stadium one time. I thought, no, that's pretty impressive. I did see someone at a Steelers game wearing a Sepulveda jersey. Oh, that's awesome.
1: That's yeah. that's
2: that's some that's some dedication there. I've,
1: I've never, never had a punter jersey, but I, I would have worn one. Um uh, you know because well,
2: you even have a list of your favorite Steelers all-time punters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, gosh, like Mark Royals, yeah, you know. uh, uh, and Straczynski.
2: So, I'm, I'm a big Craig Colquitt fan, you know that. Okay, what, what watch this? This is me bringing it back. So, Brian, are you ready to go get a jersey for one Marcus Golden? Because on Wednesday, he hey. did sign a one year deal with the Steelers, but they have not announced his jersey number yet.
1: Hey, there's a jersey joke later on on the show, actually.
2: All right, well, well, we'll have to get there. But uh, we mentioned Golden earlier that he came for a visit. The Steelers got it. That's some great depth at the outside linebacker. They really needed that.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is perfect, and I have a feeling that they're not going to make the same mistake they did before with Mel Ingram. I think that Marcus Golden knows what he's coming into. They He knows that not only Watt is the hugest priority, but so is Highsmith.
2: Did you just say hugest? I love it. You just- <laughs>
1: That's not that a was, word, is it?
2: That was hugest. That's the that's one of the hugest things I've ever seen. That that's a good one. I like that. Is hugest um, but,
1: is hugest a word?
2: No. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, I just made it. What? It's
2: it's it would be I'm trying to think. So what would the comparative version, version of huge be? You know, uh with big it's bigger, you know, big bigger biggest. Huge. I don't think it's huger or huge. I say comparative would be the superlative Most version. huge? Most huge. Most huge. All right. Thursday. <laughs> Steelers had another them. player. Wide receiver Cody Crest. Uh, I sh- really should have uh what one uh wanna know if uh Andrew Woolbar is here with this one, but Brian, I'm setting you up. Here's the set. Go in for the spike.
1: DM me if you want a Cody Crest jersey.
2: That's right. You want to DM <laughs> Brian if you need a Cody Crest jersey. Who um my goodness! This signing comes out, and what do you know? It's it's a player from from the draft that didn't get drafted, and Andrew Wilbar knew something about him, so therefore he was going to be a lock for the roster. And I'm like, dude, he yeah. is four, 14th on the depth chart right now. I, I tell you that's got to be a lot of moving.
0: <laughs> we
1: should publish our Slack channel. sometime. we should. <laughs> it's it's, i love i absolutely love these guys yeah and there is a generational gap between me and of course andrew and some of the younger guys and but i look at it and i i see okay i see your young millennial fandom versus my gen x angry fandom sometimes (laughs) so like no i mean with everybody that they have in there i don't think cody crest is going to worm his way in but you never know that's what this whole hey, thing's about
2: like i said before with poker all you need is a chip in a chair when it comes to nfl football all you need is a spot on the 90 and yep. go out there and show them what you can do so best of luck to you cody crest as long as you're in black and gold we will cheer for you we will
1: as, as long so, as it's has ryan seacrest
2: <laughs> Oh, geez. okay um oh. My goodness. This Sorry, I was I was trying try, trying to work in another one there of like, oh crest save us. Let's just move on. Um yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> Here's another one. There was a video that came out of the Jets GM Joe Douglas um in their war room leading up to stuff, trying to show how much of a genius he was because he was saying someone's going to trade up with New England for Jones to get ahead of us. Like who he's like, all oh, Pittsburgh. Like, oh, look, it happened. He's so smart. Did you watch the extended version of that video? I don't know if you did or not. But, I uh, did
1: not, no. I I got crazy when I read all the Jets comments about, uh, you know, how, oh, yeah, see, now all you made fun of us. Uh, yeah. Th- this whole thing's lies. Lots of pants on fire in New York, New Jersey.
2: Well, either they edited it a different way. But my thing is, th- this is what I'm saying. Like, you want to brag Because the Steelers traded in front of you to get Broderick Jones and you predicted it. But right before that, you predicted that both Will McDonald and Michael Mayer would be drafted before Broderick Jones at 14. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Really? I'll be honest with you. I don't think Will McDonald goes the first round if the Jets don't take him at 15. I don't think so either. Michael Mayer didn't go in the first round. So, you know, look. You're bragging about it, but
1: this is, gosh, what show Tomlin. was uh, was Tomlin on? Was it Rich Eisen, I believe? Yeah. And he's on the Rich Eisen show. He's talking about, hey, look, yeah, I'm not going to get in the way. We're just like the gift horses here. We'll take it. Uh, but I'm not going to get in between the Jets and the Patriots. But yeah, the Patriots did that. And look, Belichick got you again. That's all there is to it. You know, Jets fans are dumb enough to believe this. They really are. And your organization sucks, and it's going to continue <laughs> to suck.
2: Yeah, well, my thing is, boy, you must really have to save face if you got to put something out like that. Yeah, uh, that, that's just what I'm saying. That's, that's no, because great. they got, they got, they
1: they were made a mockery of for yeah. this. Yep. So and the Do best like, they could, the best they could come up with was Will McDonald. Yeah, Will McDonald's a decent player, a good player. I mean, no, he. He could have been a late first rounder. Yeah. But no, I, taking him there, I think it was just a knee jerk. They just didn't know what to do.
2: Yeah. That, I, I don't know if it was that as much or anything. They were trying to decide what what position they wanted. Did they want to go edge, tight end, or, or tackle? But they were already looking at these guys being gone. I'm like, if you thought Will McDonald and, and, and Michael Mayer were going to be gone before Broderick Jones, yeah, that's, that's not something I'd want to put out there for everybody. And Will McDonald... He was projected – when the, the one website I look at that takes all the mock drafts, even ours if I'm still Curtain. You know, Andrew Wilbar's mocks were on there. Um, and, and they compile it all, and he was supposed to be an early second-round pick with some places having him projected to go to the Steelers at 32. So – it's all right. Hey, if that's who they wanted, they got who they wanted, and we'll see how it all works out. Boy, won't we be looking like fools if he's the second coming of Trent jordan uh, yeah, Lots, But a yeah. lot got to happen with that first. Let's move on to Friday. Well, Thursday finished OTAs, but there wasn't a lot of news from OTAs. There was a lots of player sound bites. We covered them at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. Go check them out there. And they've been talked about on other podcasts as well. But my biggest thing from OTAs finishing up the first week of OTA. sorry, uh, I didn't specify that very well, is that you didn't have any of the bad news that you want to hear. So to me, I'd rather be happy that there was no bad news.
1: Yeah, the worst news was I, I think Anthony Miller tweaked the hamstring a little bit and that was it. Yeah, but that that's really all that really happened.
2: and if that's going to be your worst news, then I'll take it. So yeah. moving on to Friday, happy birthday to former Steelers
1: great Greg Lloyd. Wasn't hired for his disposition, but he was hired because he was awesome.
2: Yep. And the another one, the Pittsburgh Steelers put out a nice little story of of newly re signed Larry Oganjobi, bought his parents their dream house.
1: Every child's dream to buy their parents a house really is way to go, Larry. O.
2: Yeah, that, that was great. Um, then there was also the report out there of one um, Mr. Well, I'll just call him his real name rather than name of our of our former nicknames for him. Mr. Le'Veon Bell that would love to have one more chance to play in a preseason game, particularly with the Steelers, just to show that he could still do it and then retire as a member of the Steelers.
1: This is just a case of Lever's remorse, but I, I know he would love for this to happen, expect it to happen, but I'm telling you what, I'd be fascinated to watch this,
2: yeah. I mean, just to, it would be entertaining, but I that's not, I don't see the Steelers doing that kind of move, it's yeah. But I'm, rooting for, it.
1: I'm yeah. rooting
2: for it, yeah. <laughs> but hey, while we're on the killer beast, uh, one Mr. Third and Fifth or Antonio Brown, he was supposed to be filing a contract to join the active roster of his what is it, his arena team, something like that. What,
1: yeah, it's- yeah. I tell you what, I would watch this game though, if he did play, you know, I'll tell you why we can make jokes, but it's intriguing. I'm sure he has enough to be able to rip up in the arena league.
2: Yeah. That, that would be just some, Hey, it would, it's called publicity and it's called, if, if you are an owner, you want to get your product out there. What a better way to get your product. Yeah. Oh Yeah. But, but while we're on, you know, great wide receivers or at least, have been great wide receivers, Arizona Cardinals released DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yeah. This is not good news. The, you know, this guy's probably going to make a rich AFC team, even richer. You know, he could go to Kansas city, Buffalo, Baltimore, Uh, darn you Pittsburgh West for doing this. Darn you.
2: Well, they couldn't trade him. His, his contract was just too much. So they finally just had to say, you know what? We're, we're done. And, they didn't wait till June 1st, or they didn't didn't designate him as that either. They're just taking on the whole cap hit and just getting it off their books as they move on to a new era there. Um, then we have another fun story from Friday. Um, this is the infamous stolen S- SUV, but more importantly, the stolen playbook.
1: I think he was on the air with Filippone and uh, Mahler at the time and because he was uh, he was doing a, a live show from a dealership and it, the funny i mean look the car doesn't matter because you know it's not his car anyways <laughs> it's it's the dealership's car they all these guys get cars especially a guy like kenny pickett uh look the perpetrator of the crime 60 year old guy from murrysville he was arrested for this it's a humorous story if you ask me but the the tragedy of the whole thing is he tried to sell Matt Canada's playbook on eBay, but there were no
2: takers. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Bigger theft. Canada's playbook out of Pickett's um, SUV or Juju's bike? I knew you were going to say Juju's bike. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I, I would actually say I would say this because this is fu- this was calculated he heard the guy on the air basically knew where he was going to be and went and took his car
2: <laughs> oh, that's yeah that's that the that's something so all right uh to finish up everything we got a little bit here on saturday uh on saturday one mr antonio brown did not file his paperwork in time so we'll not be playing this weekend with his what arena league or whatever team that he has
1: yeah, so it didn't happen, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. I would have missed it anyways. Yeah. So
2: yeah.
1: Oh well. I was, I was watching professional wrestling today. Yeah, there was uh, there there was a one o'clock pay-per-view.
2: <laughs> hey, all right, and then and we have one other thing to finish off this week. We we've been going for a while, and this is going to say make sure you go to this article of the Steelers Week that was by one Brian Anthony Davis that will that is published here Sunday this morning, sometime later today in the morning. Because if nothing else, go to Saturday so you can watch the video of one Najee Harris throwing out the first pitch at an Oakland A's game.
1: This guy's a complete entertainer. I just love this guy. Yeah, and and hey, somebody's gonna love the the Oakland A's while they're in Oakland because they're going to
2: Vegas too. Yeah, but well, that looks looks to be that way if you follow the MLB. Which, yeah, I don't. So, Brian, that was that was the biggest highlights of the week. It was wait wait I, Dave I, Dave let me jump I in missed one. Huh? You you can follow the MLB on Fans First Sports Network. Oh, that's true. I mean, that's a that's about the only way you're going to get me to do it now, right now. But no, I mean, I honestly I do look at the scores. I do. I yeah. really do. So, yeah, we do have some really good MLB podcasts on Fans First Sports Network. But uh Buccos had seven home runs on Friday night. I know that I did see that one. Um and and that I didn't see any of the home runs, but I saw uh, one Bob Papiani reporting on that. Oh my so gosh, they uh,
1: smashed some of those balls.
2: Yeah, one of them was. I, I mean, you just heard the crack. I heard that one. That was, um
1: um Sawinski, I think.
2: No, who's the guy that just got the big contract? This is how much I don't know baseball. Oh, Brian Reynolds. Reynolds. Yes. Yes. Because uh, then is it is it like Key Brian Hayes? Is that another guy? Brian
1: Hayes, Charlie Hayes, the son. Yeah. Yeah. Because I
2: almost said said to Brian Reynolds. I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> <So, laughs> thing. <you go>. That's, <laughs> that's combined. <laughs> yeah, we we'll just do together And uh, hey, I, I missed it during the week, so I got to say something about um, some cool stuff going on with the Steelers, uh, with, with Ireland. Yes, the Steelers were, were designated to three different countries with their international program, also the UK and Mexico. But the big news was that with them, with Ireland, that they're hoping to go back and play a game there sometime. Uh, sorry I missed that one earlier, Bad. Uh, if you did anything you wanted to say about that.
1: Oh, that was my fault, but no, I think this is great. This is a tribute to Dan Michael Rooney. Uh, no, no, Dan, what's his middle name? It's not Michael, is it? But Dan Rooney, Dan Dan M. Rooney. Let's just do that. I mean, I think it's a tribute to him. Uh, the Steelers have been ambassadors to Ireland way before it was official in the Obama administration with Dan Yeah, I think this is great. They played there in the 1997 preseason game. This would probably be a regular season game, and there's no other team to put there than the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think it would be awesome.
2: Yeah, we'll see if it happens. But either way, there's all all kinds of stuff going on there. And that's our week that was. Brian, anything you want to say to close out?
1: No, all I got to say is go Steelers. This is absolutely fantastic. And this is the week that was.
2: Black and gold style.
0: Steel Curtain Network. Get it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 18 plus.